Good day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining. Well, it is finally here, the day that so many Americans have been eagerly awaiting for the last four years. Today is Inauguration Day for the nation's 46th president, Joe Biden, who will take over from the 45th president, Donald Trump, who just today gave his final speech from the White House and got onto Air Force One to head off into whatever the future holds for him. And while America is both in the midst of a terrible pandemic and entrenched in massive divisions socially, economically, and politically, we want to start the hour trying to look ahead with some hope and maybe even some optimism. There is an awful lot wrapped up in this moment. There is an awful lot wrapped up in this day. And last night, those of us who are residents of the city of Detroit got another news item to think about when Donald Trump announced that Kwame Kilpatrick, our former mayor who was convicted of a massive scheme of extortion and racketeering and sentenced to 28 years in federal prison, is now going to be freed. His sentence was commuted after just a little more than seven years. A lot of people will have very strong feelings in favor of that and against it. And it just rolls right into all of the emotion that I think marks this day. A little later in the show, we are going to talk a little about how democracy functions in other parts of the world. We are also going to hear from a city of Detroit official about reports of tax overassessments, something we talked about last week with activists and Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. Today, we're going to hear the city's perspective on that big issue. But we want to start today talking about what is going to happen in just a few hours in Washington when Joe Biden puts his hand on a Bible and lifts his other hand and swears to defend our Constitution and becomes the 46th president of the United States. I want to welcome somebody who has seen this happen a lot uh, in his uh, career and his lifetime. E.J. Dion is a columnist who covers national politics for The Washington Post, and he is the author of Code Red, How Progressives and Moderates Can Unite to Save Our Country. He recently wrote a column for The Post titled, Joe Biden Has Already Shown Us That Governing Is Back. E.J. Dion, welcome to Detroit Today. Could I say what a joy it is to be with you? And uh, if you don't mind, what a joy it is to be on the network that gave the great Don Gagne his start in the NPR (laughs) system. Don Gagne (laughs) is one of the best human beings in journalism, and I just had to mention that. That's that's so wonderful of you. He is uh, a great alum here of uh, WDET, and we love uh, that he's on NPR. And we love more when he comes to Detroit, and uh, we get to have him on our, our local air He's very uh, loyal to that city. He loves Detroit. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I'm really glad that you're here to talk today about this because uh, I, I know that you are somebody who goes to inauguration each time it, it happens and uh, that you go to talk to the people who have come from other places around the country to be there to watch the president be be sworn in. And so I'm really curious how you're feeling 
today when everything is so different around inauguration? I mean, first of all, uh, they have told all of us to stay away from Washington. <laughs> Don't come uh, to to see this moment. Uh, and and everything about the inauguration is going to look different this year. Give me a sense of uh, what that what that means to you and how how you plan to spend the day differently than you have in the past. Well, you know, I was thinking today about uh, Barack Obama's first inauguration, and uh, my wife and our three kids and I all went down uh, to see it. And I'll never forget, we went way out on the subway line into the suburbs because we knew we'd never get to sit on a train if we took the, a train closer in. And the cars were, it was packed with the most diverse crowd uh, you could imagine. There were all kinds of problems along the way, and I'll never forget uh, a conductor uh, announcing all these closures, train, you know, station closures, and then he said something you never hear a conductor say. He said, but that's okay. We'll be all right because today we are one. And this was the conductor on the train taking us in to uh, downtown for Barack Obama's inauguration. Obviously, it's hard to think of something more different than the one uh, that is going on today. First of all, it is so striking to see all of the federal troops uh, in the city. I covered the war in Lebanon, the Civil War, way back in the 1980s, um, which I guess gives a sense of how old I am. <laughs> and my wife and I were wandering around the city this weekend, and it reminded me more of Beirut, thank God, without the shelling, than it did of Washington, D.C. So much of the city closed off, soldiers everywhere with guns. And it was a very saddening and, and depressing thing. And also it made you angry that that attack on the Capitol meant that we had to have an inauguration like this. Obviously, there's always heavy security at an inauguration, but never, never uh, like this. But then, again, I flip back to a certain hopefulness, uh, a I, I think that the helicopter taking off this morning was the most watched helicopter in the history of the United <laughs> States, uh, taking Trump away from the White House and then the plane taking him south uh, and out of town. Um, you know, I think there is a, a, a real elation on the part of a majority of the country um, that this is over, uh, that they, the and you couldn't have. I think a president who contrasts more sharply to Donald Trump uh, than Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump disdained experience. Joe Biden was first elected to the Senate back in, 19, in 1972. Um, uh, Donald Trump said something today that was true. He said his administration was not normal. Uh, Biden is filling his administration with people with incredible experience. Some would say a bunch of them are establishment people, but another way of looking at that is there are people who've run government uh, before. Um, Joe Biden is uh, tends to be understated uh, in comparison to Trump, uh, certainly. Um, and obviously, Joe Biden believes in government in a way that Trump never did. Uh, somebody noted the other day that uh, Trump and Steve Bannon promised to deconstruct the administrative state. Well, they sure deconstructed an awful lot of our government in the last four years. And Biden is actually going to try to build the government back up, not into a big, powerful, overwhelming government, but just a government that solves some problems.
So Biden is coming out with very strong messages about unity, addressing all Americans and talking about what our future together uh, might look like. Uh, How likely is it that he will be able to govern in the way he has promised to govern, uh, given the climate? I mean, there are things happening in our republic that we've never We've never seen before. Uh, and certainly no one who is alive has ever experienced things like this. Is he up to the, the impossible, the, the, the seemingly impossible challenge of fixing what got broken so badly in the last four years? You know, in the broad, if I, if I had to give a one word, yes or no answer, I would say yes. But you're 100% right about the challenge he faces. The two dates that I've had in my head a lot the last week or so are 1861, which Mm -hmm. of course is when our Civil War started, and 1933, when uh, FDR took over uh, as president in the middle of the Great Depression. Um, We are divided uh, almost as badly uh, as we were uh, in 1861 before of the Civil War. You see that in so many ways, um, you know, and the, the attack on the nation's capital was the most visible uh, sign of that. And so I don't think we should be have any illusions about it's being easy to pull us together. And you have a, um, you know, even you just have to go back to those, uh, the early years of Barack Obama's administration uh, to say that, you know, at a time when we didn't think we were as divided as we are now, um, there was still extraordinary obstruction of Obama. There was a deep partisan split where Republicans didn't want to cooperate very much at a moment when we were in a deep recession. I think you are going to see this partisanship uh, again. You're already seeing it. In, you already saw it yesterday in some of the uh, confirmation discussions. Um, I think Biden is a realist. In other words, a lot of people think he has... Um, you know, uh, romantic ideas about the past and the Senate he knew. And I think he does love that Senate. Uh, he knew he essentially grew up in the Senate. He was only 30 years old uh, when he got here in 1972. But I think he showed us he's a realist when it comes to knowing the Republicans aren't just going to say, oh, yes, we love you, Joe Biden, we'll cooperate. <laughs> when he went down and campaigned so hard for uh, John Ossoff and the Reverend uh, Raphael Warnock down in Georgia, because he knew how hard it would be to govern with a Republican Senate. So he's got very narrow majorities, but he does have majorities in Congress. That gives him some potential to move forward. Hmm. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, I'm glad you've joined us. Of course, it is Inauguration Day in Washington. And at noon, Joe Biden will become the 46th president of the United States. I'm talking with E.J. Dion, who is a columnist who covers national politics for The Washington Post, also author of Code Red, How Progressive and Moderates Can Unite to Save Our country. We're talking about this moment in our history, a really profound uh, moment. Donald Trump has now left the White House, boarded a plane for Florida, begun the process of transition to a Biden presidency, the thing that happens every four years uh, or at least every eight in our in our country. Uh, We'd really love to hear from you today about how you're feeling, how you're feeling about all of the things 
that are changing. Are you planning to watch the inauguration? Uh, what are you hoping Biden tackles once he is sworn in? What are you hoping to hear from him in the speech that he will give as he's sworn in uh, as president? Uh, are you hopeful that this administration will be able to bring some more stability to your life uh, as uh, leading the federal government? Uh, or are you a Trump supporter and someone who is not optimistic about uh, this moment. Uh, give us a call. Let us know how you're feeling today. Also, give us a call and let us know how you're feeling about Kwame Kilpatrick, our former mayor here in Detroit, who was given a commutation by Donald Trump uh, late last night. Uh, lots of feelings, I'm sure, in our community about that happening, some of them quite positive in favor uh, of Kwame coming back to Detroit, perhaps, and rebuilding his life, uh, but still a lot of anger about the things uh, that he was convicted of doing uh, to this city. Uh, as always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll work you into the conversation. I should also say that in the coming days, as we digest more of the information about uh, Kwame Kilpatrick's future and and start to think about uh, what all that means. We will be uh, talking more and more about what all this means and, of course, putting it in the context of uh, the incredible imbalances that exist in the criminal justice system. I think you can't talk about uh, Kwame Kilpatrick without discussing those things. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Um, uh, are there any major themes, uh, EJ, that, that you expect to hear from from Biden or Harris today that aren't just about uh, unity, uh, uh, things that are about substantive policy uh, that this that this uh, administration will, will will endeavor? Well, you know, I think Biden did a, a clever thing last week. Also, I think an important thing. Um, he gave one big speech on how he is going to uh, build back the economy and how much we need to invest in the economy to pull it out of the mess that we're in right now. And then he gave a very detailed look at how he is going to try to get the country vaccinated quickly. And so by putting out a lot of specifics like that, even before um, he became president, um, he created an opportunity for a speech today that I think is the kind of inaugural he wants to give that will be much more thematic. And we are told it will uh, stress unity. Um, I think it'll be an interesting. The interesting question is, how do you define a unity and what does it take to achieve unity? And that's where I think uh, what Biden will try to be distinctive about is unity married to justice, uh, unity married to economic dignity, hmm. um, a unity married to a certain basic uh, I I notion of equality uh, in the country? And so I think uh, that you're probably, I think, again, to go back to my 1861, 1933, I think what they're shooting for is some combination of uh, Lincoln's unifying efforts in both of his powerful inaugural addresses right before the Civil War and right at the end of the Civil War. I also think they're going to be going for quite a bit of Roosevelt, which is I am inheriting a, without quite saying this, the message is I am inheriting a mess. This is not going to be easy, uh, but we can solve it together. 
And I think lastly, I think it's going to be a unity where he's trying to challenge the Republicans again without doing so directly by. And he said this uh, in his speech last week that unity isn't just some nice thing. It's mm-hmm. actually an effort to get things done. Um, and so I think he's shooting for Lincoln Roosevelt and maybe a little bit of one of his heroes, JFK. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. A uh, listener on Twitter writes that they feel, quote, dreadfully sad today, but are willing to have hope for the future, like 80 million of us, 80 million people who voted for Joe Biden to be the president of the United States. Uh, let's get to the phones here. Elena in Detroit. What's on your mind, Elena? Hi, good morning. Hey. Well, it's a happy day for Detroit. I believe it's a really happy day for Detroit and our ability to begin to heal with Mayor Kilpatrick being commuted. And I feel like there's a lot of people who felt that he was terribly, terribly oversentenced, myself included. And the fact that at the same time, Governor Snyder is fighting misdemeanor charges for Flint. Mm. And I think that putting those two things together and holding the press accountable for the way it covered Kilpatrick compared to how it covers Duggan is a thing that everybody in Detroit can be really uh, looking at closely. And I just want to say I'm really happy today Hmm. as a Detroiter. It's an interesting juxtaposition, uh, Elena. I'm glad you called in and made that comparison. You know, the the thing that, that, and I think, I, I think it's okay for people to take some time to think about uh, Kilpatrick and and what it means and what it means in a number of different contexts. I think that's a really interesting context uh, uh, to put it in. I I have a hard time uh, putting too much emotional investment in this. And, and, And part of the reason is that when he did what he did and uh, the city went through it, what it went through uh, when he was tried and, and all of that stuff. I think uh, there was an important kind of uh, disinvestment, emotional disinvestment that I made in him uh, as a leader here in, in, in Detroit that, that I think still, still drives a lot of the way I feel uh, right now. But I don't disagree with, uh, with, with what you're saying there. And, and I think, uh, again, it's an important... It's one of the important uh, contexts to put uh, all of this in. Uh, Elena, thanks as always for listening and for the call. Uh, let's go to Felix on the east side. Felix, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning, Steve. Hey. Um, I just want to say I'm waking up this morning and I just feel a sense of America healing by um, the release of Kwame Kilpatrick and uh, President-elect Biden taking over and uh it just feels good this morning. That's mm. what that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Well, you Trump, go ahead. I think Trump did a good job by actually uh, just releasing uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, and hey, it feels good this morning, Stephen. Well, okay. Thank I, you. I appreciate the call uh, and the thoughts, uh, EJD. On no surprise here that folks in Detroit are are thinking a lot about uh, our, our former mayor and, and what's going to happen to him. That's been a, a story here for the last decade. Uh, and it's an interesting end to it, uh, that it that it is tied up in Donald Trump and all of the pardons that uh, that, that he gave at the, at the last minute. Um, let's go to Patrice in Detroit. Patrice, welcome to the show. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um just wanted to chime in about Kwame. I think we can't, and as a being realistic, we can't talk about unity and we can't talk about peace and love without uh, feeling some type of rejoicing today that he's been pardoned. So I think it's a it's a part of our healing process here in this city and in the in the nation. As a whole, we have to heal from what we've been through. Um, and I think, uh, you know, tearing down white supremacists starts with, with acts of kindness, like we saw uh, Donald Trump do today. Uh, I wouldn't say he has a kind bone in his body, but he did an act of kindness. And I think we ought to heal from this and start to begin to talk about the healing and not talk about the negative in the past. I know we have to reflect on the past, but I also think... We need to uh, think about what we want as longevity in our city and how we heal from that and what that looks like for us and not specifically naming Kwame out for all the things he has done. I think we know that already, but I think now is the time for healing and rejuvenation for our nation and our city. Mm -hmm. Patrice, uh, those are really interesting and complex thoughts. I'm really glad uh, that you called uh, and shared them today about uh, about our former mayor and the page that is turning from one administration to another. Uh, let's take one more call here. Uh, John on the east side. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So I, I just want to say that I was highly involved in the city at this time, building houses with Habitat and and some other projects over in Jeff Chalmers and I actually was a mayor, mayor's ambassador where they chose people that were doing things all over the city and took them through a program to learn all the department heads. And, and you know, he, put, he implemented technology that wasn't there where you just had busy signals for years. He implemented a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He, he had huge charisma when you were in the room with him. Sure. And, and he had opportunities to really turn the ship called Detroit and um, he let us down and not only that he borrowed money to do it and we're still paying for it Mm. and um, people have to be held accountable and the other thing I'll say is if I got myself into trouble and this last president offered this to me I would not take it I don't want it I'll stay in prison John, that's a pretty powerful set of emotions there as well. And, and again, I think, you know, the, the range of emotions that people here in this community are going to feel about this and the reaction is, is going to be very interesting. And, and uh, we're going to try to, in the, in the coming days, really provide a forum for people to talk about that and, and, and think about it. But I really appreciate your call this morning. Okay, uh, EJ Dion, before I let you go, quickly, let me know, where are you watching Inauguration uh, today normally you're you're out there with everyone else uh normally i'm out there with everyone else i am going to watch on my at home i am doing online commentary for uh you know uh, a a a print exchange among all of us opinion writers a bunch a whole bunch of us opinion writers on the uh, washingtonpost.com website uh but i am not going out i am socially distancing <laughs> yeah. and i will miss the I'll miss the celebration. I'll miss being uh, out in the city. Yeah. Uh, but it's not an easy city to get around right now anyway, as we said at the uh, beginning. And I'm just uh, praying that four years from now, 
uh, our country will be uh, will be back to normal. And I, I also appreciate the education I got uh, in, in the last uh, five or five minutes or so <laughs> on the big story that you are going to be covering in Detroit. I think it's a sign for all of us. If you hang around in Washington a long time, it's always important to remember that local government, local officials really, really matter to people. And yes. I think we heard that just now where Donald Trump's um, you know, commutation, I guess it was technically, yeah. um, is what's going to dominate the news out there more oh, even sure. for a while than this huge transition for the country. That's a good lesson for yeah. those of us who cover politics nationally. Yeah. I, uh, Kwame is uh, a native son of, of Detroit, was uh, a very effective uh, a powerful mayor, and his downfall was uh, a Greek tragedy that played out in front of uh, all of our eyes. It, it, it will dominate people's attention here. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. Okay, EJ Dion, always great to talk with you. Great to have and you here. And great joy to be with you. Thank you. Yes. Take care. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to hear from Conrad Mallet, deputy mayor of the city of Detroit about recent reports that the city is still over-assessing property taxes for Detroiters. Stay with us for more Detroit Today.